Welcome to Career Tools. This week, we're going to be giving you a special treat, an entire cast from our normally paid for series called Effective Relationships. This cast, which will be presented in its entirety over four weeks because it's close to two hours, actually over two hours long, is called I'm a High C and my boss is a high I. For those of you who aren't familiar with DISC, uh, a behavioral instrument we recommend highly here at Manager Tools, that means I'm a perfectionist, I'm a software developer, and my boss is a energetic, outgoing, friendly, marketing kind of person. I'm sure many of you in technology have had this experience before, and it drove you absolutely crazy. When Danny and I are traveling, we get lots of questions about DISC and about developing relationships. As many of you of you have heard us say many times, the two most important things in your career are results and relationships. And while we try to help you with results and also relationships, it seems like relationships get short shrift these days. The Effective Relationships series is designed to address that. There are a total of 32 podcasts. We take the four principal behavioral tendencies among DISC, D, I, S, and C, dominant influence, steadiness, and conscientiousness, and compare them to every other possible combination for boss and subordinate. So there are four casts if you're a high D boss and you have a D direct or an I direct or an S direct or a C direct. As you might imagine, a D boss managing a D direct is pretty simple. And we have that for all four of the types of bosses. And then on the career tools side, we also have a series of 16 casts for each of the four direct styles. So if you're a high D direct, how to develop a relationship with your high D boss or your high I boss or your high S boss or your high C boss. We've chosen one here, the I am a high C direct, but I work for a high I boss as one that's particularly trenchant simply because it's very hard for a logical, rational, linear, and reserved software developer, engineer, accountant, perfectionist to work for an assertive, outgoing, forceful, people-focused person like an influential high eye. When software people have to report to marketing people, it rarely turns out well without some training. Over the next four weeks, we're going to take you through incredible detail about how you can have a great relationship with your boss if this applies to you. Even if you're not a high C, we encourage you to listen all the way through because you'll get some important bits of information throughout the two hours. And this will give you a, a sense of the kind of detail we have in all of the samples in the Effective Relationships cast. Uh, in this particular one, the show notes for those of you who are licensees run to 22 pages not three, not four, not five, not six, but 22. In this cast at a high level, we're going to cover your boss's tendencies and desires, how I thinks, what she feels, why she feels that way, how he or she tends to behave, and what that means for you as a high C. We're going to talk about work product, what your boss expects from you, and what that means for you. You probably think that more detail and more hard work up front is good. Your high eye boss would disagree and say they'd want a rough draft right away so they can give you some guidance. You're probably rolling your eyes right now if you're a high C, but the fact is the boss matters and that's what a high eye boss wants. Take it from a high eye.
We'll talk about communication in great detail. Overall, talking about your tendencies in communication and your boss's tendency in communication and what that means for you in terms of conflict and how you can avoid that conflict and seek more harmony. Face-to-face -face communications. You tend to be slow and logical. Your boss tends to be fast and emotional. That drives you crazy, we're sure. We'll give you some suggestions about how to overcome your boss's tendency. We'll talk about meetings, how to behave in meetings with a boss who's different than you. Briefings, how to brief a boss who's a high eye. Trust me, it's not a lot of pages in your deck. We'll talk about email. Your tendency is to put bullets and underlining. Your boss doesn't like that. Be careful. You need an executive summary at the top. We'll talk about talking to your boss on the telephone and leaving a voicemail. A long, detailed voicemail is nothing that a high eye boss wants. We'll talk about developing reports, delivering reports, and generally reporting to a high eye boss, which will drive you crazy. And we'll finish with a detailed review of all four of the manager tools, managerial behaviors as it relates to you and your high eye boss. One-on-ones, feedback, coaching, and delegation. And again, how your boss tends to see those things and what that means for you and how you can address it. This is career tools and manager tools, and so we're specific about actions you can take to be more effective. We hope you enjoy it. We hope you'll consider looking into this normally paid product. You can buy any one of these casts. The example we'll have for the next four weeks would only cost you $25. If you got four casts, there would be a discount. If you chose to get 16 casts, all of the boss or all the direct casts, there'd be another discount. And if you chose to buy all 32, which is a surprising number of our licensees and over 50,000 listeners and members every week look at, we'll be happy to share that with you as well. I hope you enjoy it. Good luck. Come back next week. Thank you. Okay, so let's talk about work product. How does right. the high eye boss see and think about work product. Yeah, this is funny. I've always felt like work product was something that should be standard. And the more I learn about different behavioral styles, the more I see it differently than that. Um, you know, the work is the work, right? But everyone sees work, how work needs to be done, what the output is supposed to be differently. In, in the high eyes world, fast is a big plus for a work product. And th that's not to say that a high C, for instance, would say, ooh, fast is bad. But if I say fast to a high I, as I'm just giving an example here, the high I goes, ooh, the their first thought is emotionally good, right? They embrace that. And yet, you notice well as I do, Mike, when someone says, we did it fast, what's the high C's response to that? Well, whether the result is good or not, before they know the results, what's the high C's emotional response to we did that fast? No, oh, poor quality. It's just it's yeah, not so done exactly. well, there, right? It's fast, but pause, it's right? sloppy. Exactly. It's terrible. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, it took me a long time. I mean, it was part of my maturation process as a professional. Um, I'm sure there are people who say still not done. And it, because I, I thought, well, by definition, fast is good. And this is that myopia we all have, right? That's what I love about this, this series of casts is that hopefully people listening not only get specific detailed behavioral suggestions do x and not y careful here watch that careful there vicar but also that they begin to understand when they see a behavior when we see a behavior that's different like we started the cast with our first thought ought not to be judgment 
that's a, a huge part of working better together to tamp down our natural tendency to see someone behaving differently and to, and to draw a conclusion that's not flattering about the other person. And so, look, regardless of your profile, unless you're a high I, you're going to be different in terms of how you see work product. And that's okay as long as we all work together and try to understand one another. And, and we don't have to meet in the middle exactly, but we have to move toward the middle. And that's what this cast is about. So high eye bosses want results without a lot of detailed input. She doesn't want to be bothered with a thousand questions about every little thing. She will not. It's like, oh God, okay, sure, fine. She's like, just figure it out. Just make it happen. I really don't care. In, in the high eye's mind, that big idea, the strategic vision, the goal, the um, the wide path you can walk down, that's all that matters. Dude, I totally trust you. Figure it out. And I'm not worried about that detail. Now, in, in some people's minds, that's going to be problematic. Well, the difference between A and B is subtle, but it's distinctive. It's important. And in the high eye's mind, it's like, if it's subtle, it's not distinctive. It's not important. Is it, uh, is it on the wide, wide, broad path that I suggested you head toward? Is it generally in the direction of, of Northeast? It is? Okay. Then we're good. And the S or the C is like, well, it could, you know, it might make a difference. Or the D is like, dude, I only you can decide this. And the I is like, no, I trust you. You should do it. Yeah. It's easy now, if you're not the I, to focus on that lightly skimming across the top of things. Uh, and the apparent lack of concern for care, for quality, for correctness, or even for people to some degree. But look, the important word in all this is results when it comes to work product for a high eye. High eye bosses want to achieve success without doing any of the detailed work. Okay, They believe that visionary leaders is like two of the coolest words put together ever. Just like high C's would say, high quality. Or um, high D's would say the two best words together are achieving results. High S's, two words together, happy people, right? Look, high eyes know they're going to be roadblocks and they want you to behave as they do. Work out who to talk to to make them go away. There's a roadblock. Okay, let's go schmooze them. Let's go talk to them. I'm sure we can figure it out. Let's take donuts, right? I mean, donuts. Right. You and I did some video recording recently, and I told the people at uh, our bank, we use their conference table. Um, I told them, I really appreciate it. The, my bank president, Tony, said, yeah, come on over. No problem. I said, I'll bring donuts. He says, you don't have to do that. Tony's a high C. I'm like, no, I will. And then we brought them, and everyone's like, yay, donuts. Right? In his mind, the donuts didn't have anything to do with his agreement to let us borrow his conference room for six hours. In my mind, the donuts were a given, Right? Just make people happy. Spread a little cheer. Spread a little love. A little bit of problems go through. Go out. Go, go. You know, a little grease. Right? Problems go away. Now, what's interesting is the high I would say about that. That's a detail. That's a detail. And of course, the high D or the high C who's listening to this goes, "That's not a buying donuts is <laughs> not a detail, right?" But to the high I, that's the kind of subtle detail about people that really helps have good relationships. And look. High bosses are not not smart enough to understand the details. Okay, some of them might be, but but you high C's just because a high high doesn't get into the details doesn't mean he can't understand it and he's trying to avoid being caught being wrong. 
I mean, right? Just because he doesn't know the difference between PHP and HTML doesn't make him stupid. Um, oh, sorry. Maybe it does. <laughs> okay, I guess that makes me stupid because I, I don't know that I can tell what PHP looks like. I know it's very important as I, as I pat somebody on the head. Um, <laughs> look, they, they don't want details. It's not that in the abstract, a high eye would say those details are unimportant. They just don't feel that those details are important as opposed to working with people, pushing things forward, uh, um, focusing on the bigger picture, and so on. They believe them less. They believe those details, those plans, is less important than the relationships that happen around them and the energy people bring to the task and the decisions people make to move forward. Okay. Yeah, there are obstacles. Obstacles are overcome by people every single time and people, uh, and if it's not going to be me that's going to overcome that obstacle, then it has to be me with a relationship with somebody else that'll help them overcome that obstacle. Okay. If you just got to know the high eye, he would say, you totally become my friend. And then you'd want to overcome this obstacle that I want you to overcome. Now, high eyes are totally tolerant of mistakes and errors. Totally fine. Okay. Now look, they're like everybody else. They want they want everything to be right, but high eyes make mistakes all the time. And as long as it's a small mistake, we don't care. As long as we're headed in the right direction, as long as we're headed northeast, um, we're fine. And for those of you who don't know, I say northeast every once in a while, just to be clear. If you picture a chart, a sales chart or a revenue chart or a profit chart, and Y shows increasing sales or revenues or profits and X shows time, well, obviously a line that goes up and to the right is a good line. Well, if you superimpose that on a map, then you could see where up and to the right is northeast. It's not that I'm in Texas now and I secretly want to go to New York. I don't. Um, but that's what we mean by northeast. But, you know, the high eyes, like, yeah, I, I want it to be right. But as long as we're headed northeast, if we make some mistakes, that's fine. We don't want to make mistakes on the big stuff. We don't want to make mistakes and fail. But as long as we're succeeding, I, I'm, I'm willing to stumble as long as we're stumbling forward as a high eye. Okay. Now that's not true of other bosses as much. Uh, I'll just contrast it with those people opposite high, high eyes in terms of their natural tendencies. The high C boss is not as tolerant of mistakes. Mistakes are an indication of impending failure. To a high eye, many mistakes are not an indication of impending failure, but, but, but rather aggressiveness in pursuit of the goal, which could be good. Because high eyes would say every project you've ever been on, there have been a lot of mistakes. And in fact, there have been a lot of projects I've been on where there were tons of mistakes. I mean, everybody says, geez, you make a lot of mistakes. And the high C's probably privately go, how does he achieve? How does he, how does he succeed? Right. And, and by the way, high eyes look at high C's when high C's are their bosses and say, how does he, how succeed? Does he succeed? He doesn't do anything. He just yeah. thinks about now, it forever. And, th and this is just a good reminder, guys, that none of these profiles or tendencies or behavioral patterns are right. They're just different. We say this before, we've said this a thousand times at conferences. Guys, DISC is about behavioral tendencies. You know, frankly, if, if, if we see somebody behaving differently than us and we label it wrong, I'm going to just, I'm going to say something that's going to be hard for people to hear. You know what that is? That's the beginning of, of, of a soft sort of bigotry. If you really want to, if you really want to embrace diversity, Let's embrace diversity in all of its forms, including behavioral diversity. When somebody behaves differently than you, they're not wrong. They're just different. It takes judgment. It takes, it takes judging another to say, oh, that's wrong. Okay. Now, now we're not talking about in the moral sphere. And if someone 
cheats or lies or steal or hurts another person for the benefit of themselves. Now we're getting into the area of justice and, and social uh, equality and so on. And, and of course, that's a moral field. And we're not talking about that. We assume that every one of you uh, doesn't lie, doesn't cheat, doesn't steal, doesn't hurt other people. This is this is career tools uh, and, and as a part of manager tools. And we believe you're a good person. It's not to say that this stuff can't be used for ill, because certainly it can be. There are manipulative people who use people's behavioral tendencies to get what they want. Um, but let's be clear that if you see somebody doing something and you don't understand it, when you label it wrong, that's your issue. It's not theirs. Trust me, they're doing what they're doing because it makes sense to them, all things being equal. And so part of these, these series is about understand, being willing to understand that another person's different way of seeing the world and therefore their in tendency to interact with the world differently through their behaviors is not wrong or bad. It's just different. And if you can drop the judgment and add some focus, you're going to get notably better at work because all of your relationships are going to improve because you're willing to say, I see that they're not wrong. They're just different. And if I'm willing to respect the diversity of their behavioral style, I can get better results by modifying a little bit what I do. That's the whole point of this series of casts. Okay. Sorry, a little sermon there, but I think it was thought it was valuable. Um, look, your high, bo high boss, he's assertive. Okay. They can be loud. They can be physical. I mean, well, maybe if they slap you on the back, that's physical. I think there's a Friends episode where Chandler's boss slaps him on the butt all the time. And Chandler talks him out of it. And then Chandler finally realizes he misses it. And his boss is a freakishly high eye. He actually says, hey, Bing, get over here. And he whacks him on the butt. Kind of creepy. Kind of creepy. I mean, kinda they creepy. make it creepy. Kind of creepy. Yeah. And look, when they're angry, they can be loud too. You know, they make big gestures, right? To reserved people, usually S's and C's if you're listening, that can be seen as, as blowing up, right? The great news for most of us is the high eye boss blows up if, he, if or she or she does. And not all of them do, but many of them do. More, more high eye bosses and D bosses blow up than S's and C's. The high eye boss, when he or she does it, they're over it quickly. Um, in fact, they're usually over everything quickly. Squirrel. High eye generally doesn't have high standards in terms of correctness and accuracy for his own work. He's often sloppy in part because they don't care about the details. Again, because the road is wide and we're headed northeast. And they want to get something new. And the more time they spend on the details of this one, the less time they can start, the less time they have to start a new project. Okay. That's work product from, well, at least from the high eyes perspective. What about from the high C's perspective? And, and how is my views on that going to, going to impact my relationship with my high eye boss? Yeah. Okay. So hopefully you heard the result, the word results about 10 times, right? To be effective when it comes to work product with a high eye boss, you've got to achieve results. So your hot eye boss's team can be held up as an example. One of the biggest problems a lot of people have with working for a hot eye boss is that they seem unavailable for help or they don't want to take questions or they don't want to have a discussion. They just don't want to focus on what needs to get done. Yeah, they're off chasing squirrels somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shiny squirrels, pretty squirrels, expensive squirrels, new squirrels, rare squirrels, but squirrels nonetheless, yes. Um, yeah. Um, but what happens is people working for a high eye get paralyzed because they don't know what to do because they don't feel like they can go talk to the high eye because he's busy flitting around talking to a bunch of different people about all kinds of crazy stuff. 
They don't know what the boss will like. They don't know what the hidden messages are, blah, 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 blah. Okay. If you'll think about it for a minute, you realize there's an opportunity for you to shine here. Because high eye bosses are famous for the phrase, we put our best foot forward only to drag the other one behind. And so they're least likely to finish the projects that they start. And sometimes they're even unlikely to finish, to get through the middle of a project. You can jump in and help your high eye boss get the important things done. That said, there's going to come a time where you're going to have to trust yourself. That's the big phrase. You're going to have to trust yourself. You're going to have to be confident of your choices. You're not going to, you're going to have to choose to not get every little thing approved, but you're a smart person. You're probably going to make the right choice. You're going to have to believe that your boss gave you the broad direction and that you get to choose the details as long as the outcome is what he or she wanted. And you're going to have to choose those details and you can't get him to bless every one of your decisions. You're going to have to believe that your decision is the right one with some risk. If you attempt to eliminate all risk, while working for a high eye boss, you're going to fail because there's no way to eliminate all risk, let alone doing it working for a high eye boss for whom risk is like no big deal. It's like, I eat that for breakfast. So trust yourself. Listen carefully to what your high eye boss needs and then act. You're totally going to feel rushed out of her office. Okay, so you are. Get over it. If you only get time for one question, in many cases, the best one you can ask a high eye is either, who should I talk to? Or, what are my next few steps and who can help me the most? I promise you, your high eye boss already has a relationship that you can leverage. The high eye boss, you're always going to feel like you don't have enough information, right? You're going to want to spend more time on work than your boss is going to want to give you, right? You don't have enough information. The boss won't share enough with you because they're off chasing squirrels, frankly. So you don't have all the details and your low tolerance for risk means you're going to want to spend more time getting it right. And you're, yeah. <laughs> you're, high on you're going to ask for longer deadlines, right? That's you, right. What you're getting at. I, I can hear you, Mr. High C. Oh, I hear you over there. Oh, sure. Laying your plot, catching us high eyes in your trap, your trap of, I need six months to solve this little bitty problem. Oh, sure. Because if we had six months to solve every little, every little bit of problem, we'd be the biggest company in the world, in the universe. But we have 26 minutes. Good luck with that. Yeah, but at least we'd get it right. We wouldn't have all that rework that you high eyes cause all the time. Yeah, I don't want to be right. I just want to be first. There you go. Is right important? There you go. Are you telling me right is important? Are you saying that everything is like a computer, garbage in, garbage it's out? It's something we should consider. I'm just I'm just saying. <laughs> you high seas. You, Mike, you need to remember something. I'm just going to share something with you. In 1976 or thereabouts, the most popular product in the United States was something called a pet rock. <laughs> now, I just got to tell you, if people will buy a pet rock, they'll buy stuff that's mostly good. I didn't buy the pet rock, but I got the Chia Pet, though. <laughs> the Chia Pet, good. Oh, those are the ones that, that's the gift that keeps on giving, right? There you go. Well done, Chia Pet. I'm impressed. Take a picture of it. Send it to everybody. Yeah. This is my living room. Here's my <laughs> Chia Pet. Yeah, good. Well, I didn't get either one, so there. You just you just got thrown under the bus, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you want more time, high seas. We get that. Your high eye boss is going to seem cavalier to you about how much work you have to do and how quickly you have to present it to her. But never forget this. When it comes to bosses and you, the problem here 
is your standards and not hers. The big danger of high seas. They're the one group that believes not just that their way works, but that their way is the right way. And unfortunately, in when you're immature, emotionally or professionally immature, you go a step further and you say, not only am I right, by definition, anybody who's different than me, therefore must be wrong. Mm. And you judge harshly your high eye boss and you say she's wrong and then you don't work hard and then the details are messed up and you blame it on her for details you were responsible for. But look, your high eye boss, she's going to be okay tolerating less than perfection from you. So therefore, it'll take less time than what you need in order for it to be perfect. That's what high seas are. I need it to be perfect. I'm sorry. I mean, every single product on the shelves right now in every grocery store in the world says new and improved. Apparently, they didn't wait around for perfect because everything has to be new and improved every six months. Okay? Now, same thing. Let's go further in terms of work product. Regarding quality of work, your standards of thoroughness and detail are admirable, you high seas. And nut job crazy to the high eye who says, oh my God, you don't need that much detail. Just get it mostly right. We'll work it out. We'll work the rest out once we get some feedback from the customers. Okay. Now you might be thinking, well, if I meet my deadlines, then I'll be okay. Okay. And look, if, you, if you're given a deadline that you can get all the work done to the level you want to and, and still meet the deadline, well done. Be proud of that. That's good. You'll be able to do that quality work rather than just rushing through. But if you spend a bunch of time trying to tell your high eye boss about all the details she's not really interested in, when in fact they expect you to work out the details, they're going to roll their eyes and not be happy with you at all. Regaling a high eye boss with background about why a 98% versus a 95% confidence measure is distinctly better is going to get you killed pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, seriously, me and Mike would bet that a high eye boss would say, okay, it's better. Get me the 98% thingy you're talking about. I don't know, confidence, whatever that thing you said, but do it without telling me about it. I really don't care. But if 98% is better, good. Do 90%. But don't ask for more time because I need it like tomorrow at two o'clock because I'm briefing the CEO. Yeah. Is it really like that? Yeah, that's the way the world is. Much. Yeah, it really is. You, you, you know, and, and you know what? If you don't like the way the world is, I'm sorry, you're one, <laughs> and the world is seven billion, and you're unlikely to change it, at least in the near term. Yeah, I know. And the high C is going, but that's not right. It's just not right. It's like, not right. It's not yeah, right. Give give it up. Which of course then translates into that high eye is wrong. No, just because you think somebody else is not right doesn't mean they're wrong. People don't like being told they're wrong. If you have met the standard that your high eye boss sets for you, talking more about how much extra you did or how much over the quality standard you went is embarrassing embarrassing to your high eye boss. Why would you bother being wasteful with your most precious resource time by meeting a standard that's not even necessary? Meet the standard. That's all you have to do. And by the way, go in the same vein, go much faster than you want to. I'm sorry, just go faster. And by the way, in our defense, if a high I is working for a high C, we're going to tell that person to go much slower than they're used to doing. The world does not revolve around you. It doesn't. 
I read an article today about headphones and somebody was saying, if I want to wear headphones, I should be able to wear headphones. Not working for me or not. Not if you sit 20 feet from me. If I have to yell three times for you, get the headphones off. Give them to me. I'll buy them from you. I'll pay you five times what I, what you bought them for. And then I will burn them. And you can go buy five new headsets if you want. Keep them at your house. Ooh, I bet I'm going to get an email about that, Mike. I bet you. you uh, I think so. Yeah, I, pretty much. Yeah. I'm all right with that. Send it to Mark. Send it on, folks. Send, Send it, it to on. Mark at manager-tools.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not to me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, look. Go faster than you want to. Your boss is your boss for a reason. And he, frankly, he probably or she probably is able to add constructive stuff to what you're doing. Even if he doesn't, he'll feel better that you're moving at his speed if you present smaller iterations along the way. Don't ask for more data to get it perfect. Okay? The refrain in your boss's head, I can promise you this is the story of my life, is what's next, what's next, what's next? Yeah. That's how I go through my days. The moment I get something done, I'm like, what's next? There's something else here that a lot of high C's miss we want to share when it comes to work product. The high I boss offers you an opportunity. His relationships. It's a huge advantage in terms of your relationship with your II boss, in terms of the network that he or she has cultivated, okay? We can't tell you the number of high I bosses who sigh when they're asked to go over their team and they talk about the couple people who don't seem to get along with everybody else. Folks, you got to get along with everybody else in order to please a high I boss and you have to be willing to leverage his or her contacts because that's how they get work done. It's not because they're smart. It's because they know people who can get things done for them. Nothing wrong with that. It's a way of getting things done. If it's as generally as effective and efficient as another way, who's to argue? Yeah. There is no argument. They get things done. And that's that's all the high eye cares about is getting results, right? So there you go. Results through people. Yep, there you go. Okay. So let's talk about communication. How does a high eye see communications? Oh, yes. Talk, 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 talk. I was going to say yes. often, always. High eyes, would probably, high eyes would probably say, Horseman, I, I don't like that thing that communication is what the listener does. Because let me tell you something. When I communicate, I know I'm the one doing the communicating. Yeah, communication Check is what I out. do. Right? Check me out. I am Mr. Communicator. <laughs> you just sit there and listen and I will entertain you. <laughs> Actually, no, even better. What we should say is the high eyes theme song for communication is The Entertainer. <laughs> by Scott Joplin. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, yeah, um, that's good. Yeah. Look, high I bosses want more communication. Now, that's good for I's and S's, but it's not as good for D's and C's because D's and C's tend not to be communicators because they're more task-focused, whereas communication is naturally a people-connecting behavior, and that would be more in the I's or S's uh, um, uh, purview. The high eyes are big communicators. They want to know what's going on, who you've met, what you're doing, what those other people are doing. Why weren't they invited to the meeting where we could sit down and talk about things? Oh, it's because it was about a spreadsheet. Okay. I'm glad you didn't invite me. <laughs> or actually, I, I'm glad you didn't invite me. And I couldn't have been there in there because I was doing something cooler and more important than that. <laughs> um, they want to feel they're connected to their network all the time. In fact, we're recording this in 2012 and let's admit High eyes feel like the technology people of the world have been literally giving them Christmas presents every six months since since the year 
you know, 1995, email and Twitter and Facebook and instant messaging and, and uh, chat and text and cell phones and smartphones and Foursquare. I mean, oh my gosh, this is, this is technology for high eye heaven. Uh, we joke at conferences about the high eye boss who somebody comes into the high eye boss's cube and the high eye boss is typing and he, he's got his phone cradled. He's he's talking on his cell phone while he's typing an email and he looks over his shoulder and raises his eyebrows. The guy comes in and says, come on in, sit down. No, wait, go get me a latte and I'll be with you in just a second. I got to finish a couple of texts here. And you think, wait, you're on the phone and you're typing on your computer. So therefore it's not a text probably. And you got to finish a couple of texts? Like, dude, really? I mean, the idea that a high eye could communicate in multiple ways at the same time. I mean, they just get a shiver of like satisfaction, like, oh, oh that's so good. <laughs> um, can I just beam it right from my brain into yours and we can all just have this awesome moment where we're all sharing the same thought of perfection and loveliness? Yeah, that'd be good. Squirrel. High C hell, by the way, but go ahead. Yeah, go exactly. Ahead. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And of course, the high eye doesn't mind that his communications are often 20% not accurate. They're 80% right. They're Northeast, right? <laughs> but the high C's like, well, that part's wrong and that part's wrong. And, and in the high C's mind, then the conversation's over, right? Because there's been an error. Right. <laughs> and the problem is the high I doesn't even care. It's like, yeah, but it's, yeah, we're, we're pretty close though. The high C, oh, this is, this is one of my best jokes ever, but nobody will think of that but me. The high C gets stuck in an infinite do loop, right? Like he was wrong. I can't hear what he's saying right now because he was wrong two minutes ago. That's right. That's wrong. right. That's right. He was wrong. That's right. You know, you're, you, I, I put your cards into the card reader. <laughs> this is 1970. And um, and it never stopped running. So we killed it. <laughs> so you've got you've got something in there. Something's wrong, right? And also the high C is listening to the high I and, and the high I is being sing-song and happy and wonderful and using all of his tools. And the high C is saying to himself, does Anybody think they look good dressed like that? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Look, the high eyes communication clock ticks pretty fast. Their attention is almost always on the next thing. Okay. They'll happily sit around in a meeting, loosely talking ideas, right? Waiting for the next big idea to occur to them. I mean, the high eye is always leaning back, always has his or her arms on the side of the chair, making big gestures and smiling and rocking and, and you know, pointing to people and interrupting and going off on rabbit trail squirrel. They're going to bounce from idea to idea and end up back where they started and still feel like they had an awesome meeting. I mean, I'm sure there have been meetings where high C's, a bunch of high C's work for high eye and literally sat through an hour long meeting. And they all said, they all came out and said, nothing happened. And the high eye walked out of and go, that was the best meeting ever. We get to share a bunch of things. And nothing gets done, right? Because the high eye loves being energetic, but maybe not always a focused kind of energy. Now, as a general rule, we, we find that high eye bosses prefer face-to-face -face conversations. They prefer to listen rather than read. It is much easier to get a decision from a high eye when you stand in front of them and give them three options than if you send them an email, particularly a long email with attachments. Oh, boy, that's not good. Okay, so that's communications kind of from an overall perspective from the high I. Uh, what, what's, what does it mean right. for me as a high C? Hell. Hell. Pure, yeah. unmitigated. The ninth level of the inferno, literally the place where, I don't know, really bad people go 
communication, hell, death, misery, awfulness. I fire and brimstone. Is it, can I be any more precise? Is that clear enough? Is that enough data? Yeah, it's bad because, because I'm going to have to have these conversations. <laughs> I'm going to have to have these conversations, which Look, is hell. You know right? what? We can, we can be that way in part because if everyone just listens to this and gets that they're different than their boss and embraces that diversity matters in the workplace, we're going to be much better off. The moment you get that, hey, he's different than me, you can forgive him a lot of the stupid stuff you used to judge him for. The moment you get that your boss is different than me, you can forgive him for all the stupid stuff you used to judge him for. But it is. For a high C, working for a high I, is communication hell. Your high I boss wants to chit-chat and sit around in meetings and connect with you and brainstorm. He wants to play games with you and get in touch with you. And get in touch with the whole team and feel, let's feel like a team and tell you inspirational stories. He wants to play you music that he really likes from his iPod that brings a tear to his eye about a game that his high school football team played. I wish you could have been there. It was so awesome. We beat our crosstown rivals. Oh my God. Listen to this song. It's what they played in the locker room. Okay, boss, whatever you say. He wants to spend 50 minutes getting everybody on board with an idea. No plan behind it, but let's get on board. Doesn't this feel good? This feels good, doesn't it? Oh, this team is awesome. He's going to stop by your cube at the end of the day just to chat with you. And then spend 45 minutes keeping you from getting the last two items on your checklist done. He's going to talk about his family and his hobbies and the team. And he's going to say, wow. We just had a great connection there when, in fact, he, he talked for 15 straight minutes. Okay? And, look, some of this, guys, is going to make your skin crawl. You just want to get your work done. We respect that. That's normal. But if you want to have a good relationship with your boss, and I'd like to suggest you should, you have to play this game a little bit. Don't start conversations with the task that you want to talk about, start with asking about his weekend or his kids or something that isn't the task. Hey boss, how's it going? Everything going good today? How'd that meeting go? Good. Hey, real quick, question about task X, task X, right? That's all. If you work for a high D boss, you walk up and say, where are we on task X? That's all. If you work for a high C, send an email. Will you please give me an update on task X, period? It's simple. You're going to be frustrated by your high eye boss's tendency to jump from one thing to another and never really consider the issue at hand in detail. You won't get the time to really consider all the impacts of the decisions that, that she's making or that you're making. Okay, You're not going to get clear, precise answers. You're not going to feel comfortable with the path that you're supposed to be on. As best we can, we're going to encourage you to let that go. You're on a path. <laughs> Unless you're willing to get off it, embrace the path you're on. You're not going to get what you want, so work with what you got. Asking the same question again in hopes of getting a more detailed answer is going to get you nowhere, and even worse than nowhere, because it's going to irritate your boss. Now, your boss is going to get the perception that you lack energy, and that's going to feel draining to her. 
make the effort to be upbeat and passionate and fast in your communications. Oh, please be fast. Speak quickly. Get to the point more quickly. Pop your head into our office. Only your head, not your feet. Okay? And ask one quick question about the direction of the project and not details. For instance, literally, keep your feet outside of our office. Put your hands on the door sill. Lean your head in at a 90-degree angle and say, quick question. And the boss looks up and goes, what? Do we need to do X or Y on this new widget thing? Oh, Y. Awesome, boss. Thanks. You walk into his office or her office and sit down and say, you got a minute? The high eye's like, uh, um, yeah, but I got a bunch of people I got to tweet right now. So can we move it fast? I'll give you 15 seconds. Go. Yeah. So shorten, shorten, shorten. Less details, less background, bottom line up front. Bluff, not blab. Okay. Blab means bottom line and bottom. Okay. Your boss might not make the perfect decision if she had known everything that you could have told her. But your high, bo high boss doesn't value perfect decisions very highly. So be brief. If you got to give details, executive summary is the way to go. It might be as simple as everything is on track but module B, and I really need your input to help decide what to do, whether to do a full reset or simply adjust our metrics. It might be, the key part of the next three pages is that we have a high risk of missing, missing the ship date because the supplier is failing to meet the agreed upon standards. If you think your high eye boss should read all of that report, that thought, folks, is going to get you in trouble. In fact, Wendy sends me stuff all the time. She says, did you read that email? I go, no, just tell me what you want. And she kind of rolls her eyes and she says, well, the big thing is this. I said, that's fine. Now, if she were a high C, which she's not, lucky for her and for me, because it'd be harder work for me, if she said, well, you really need to read it to understand it, I go, well, I'm not going to read it. And then, of course, what she would do is judge me and say, well, you're not going to make a decision. Well, in my experience, it's okay if I make a bad decision, because about an hour or two from now, we're going to discover that the bad decision was bad. I'm going to make a new one. I'm all right with that. <laughs> and I know, Mike... <laughs> All the high seas just rolled over and said, why would you make a bad decision within another, when in another 48 hours you could make a perfect decision? Well, sorry. Call me crazy. Okay? I'm just not going to read all three pages that you send me. If you want to think I'm irresponsible, fine. Think so. Let's not forget you work for me. Okay. So how does the high eye boss look at communication when it comes to face-to-face, -face, how, do, how do they think about face-to-face -face communications? Love it. We love it. Yeah. It's good. It's good. It's like uh, high eyes feel about face-to-face -face communications the way Ron Burgundy feels about scotch. Scotch, 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 right? High eyes love being in a relaxed environment, putting a face to a name. Let me see the look on your face. Let me, let me look into his eyes and see how he's feeling about this thing so they can adjust depending upon how you respond to their ideas. They want to connect with you on a personal level before they get to the work stuff. So they love long conversations with you and they have no thought for the work that's not getting done because in their mind, chatting with you about stuff is work. Okay. Hey, work is getting done. We're talking and we're talking about, I mean, we wouldn't be talking if we didn't know each other because we didn't work together. So therefore this is work. High eye conversations often feel like a competition about excitement. Dude, you're not going to believe this. And the D goes, well, actually, I would, and I did this. Oh, dude, that's even better, but wait until I tell you what happened 
on Saturday night. Okay. And, and so in the high's mind, it's like, who can be more excited? Who can use more exclamation points? Someone just recently sent me a note about an article they read about email has too many exclamation points in it. And I, I think there's probably some, some legitimacy to that. And the high eyes, I'm sure, are responsible. Certainly the high C's are not. You know, who can have the biggest superlative? Who can have the most fun? Who can talk the loudest? Who can talk the fastest? Who can contribute the most? That's what you can expect in face-to-face -face conversations with a high eye. Okay, that's how, that's how a high eye boss thinks about kind of face-to-face -face communication. Some of the things I can expect. They love it, right? Of, yeah, they, they love, they it. love yeah. it, right? Yeah. So, okay, but <laughs> I hate to tell you, though, yeah. dude. <laughs> I'm on IC. That whole face-to-face -face thing, not, not so working much, right? for me so much. Not so much. Yeah, but look, high Cs like you are not naturally passionate communicators. You see your boss, you know, if you're a high C, you see your boss's tendency to use over-the-top words that are illustrative to him or her, but to you seem bizarre. Uh, you know, exclamations like fantastic or marvelous or best ever or incredible or, in fact, over the top, right? Is over the top. The best fact, movie yes. ever. The Avengers are the best movie ever. Star Wars is the best movie ever, except for Harry Potter, right? Well, Wendy has a friend who says no adult should use the word awesome, right? But high eyes use it like water. It's the best word ever. <laughs> yeah. Okay. On the other hand, if you increase the speed of your speech – if you reach out more, if you, if you broaden your gestures, if you make bigger gestures, if you use some of the words that your boss uses, he'll listen to you more. You get to the same point more quickly if you're communicating in a way that makes sense to your boss. Look, don't say to your boss, don't, don't have the thought in your head of this, well, my boss is really kind of out there and he's wild and he's crazy and everything. And then expect him to communicate with you in a way that may, I wish, I wish you wouldn't do that. I wish you'd be logical and rational. And then visit the same pain on him by saying, I'm going to be logical and rational with him. I mean, no offense, Mr. High C, Ms. High C, the world does not revolve around you. And when it comes to bosses and subordinates, I know this is not a popular thing to say in the modern world where every person is important, but in a structural hierarchy in mid to large size organizations, even in small organizations, if you have a boss, the world revolves around her and not around you. So if you're frustrated with the way your boss communicates with you, if you want your boss to change your communica their communication style to be effective with you, what's keeping you from changing your communication style to be effective with your boss, right? Exactly. Look, one, of the, one of the things that high Cs do, oh, way into the details. In fact, you and I were talking about the website earlier today, Mike, and you said, oh, I'm sorry, I went into way too much detail there. Like, yeah, you did. <laughs> just give me a broad, just give me a broad overview, dude. I don't know the difference between PHP and hard coding and P lists. And I'm like, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. great. Sure. Nod your head, Mark, nod your head. He's talking really fancy stuff, right? Yeah, and all our technical skewed people are going like, those three technologies have nothing to do with each other. What, why, how, why do you yeah, use them in the same sentence? I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cause he's trying to dumb it down for me, folks. Trust me. Um, if you get too far into the details, a boss's eyes are going to glaze over. You may, that may frustrate you. But his eyes glaze over, and that's being poked with an umbrella, and you got frustrated all by yourself. You've got to learn to summarize. If details are really necessary in your mind, and oh, I know, details are really necessary, provide them in writing before or even better after the conversation where they're going to come up. Yeah, your boss realizes that data is important, 
But he'd prefer or she'd prefer that you do the hard work with the data yourself rather than making them do it. They could probably do it. They just don't want to. In the same way that you have stuff you don't get done every day when you go home from work because that was stuff you didn't want to work on. Look, you're much more likely, you high C's, to want to give your boss the entire set of facts, which is a total joke, by the way, because the definition of an entire set of facts is literally more data than you can communicate in a day or a week or a month. Oh, but you'll try. Us high C's, we'll try. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to want to explain. Let's explain. I want to explain my logic. Well, no, I have to tell you something. When people start explaining their logic to me, I just think they think I'm dumb. High C's do this and they irritate other people because most people understand logic. We have rational brains. You explaining your logic makes it sound like you're talking down to us, like you're our teacher. You want to master the details. You want to show us you've done your work if you're talking to a high boss. Don't. Simplify, summarize, abstract. Not saying it's right. I'm saying it's effective relative to the kind of boss you have. I wouldn't tell you to do this if you had a high C boss. The problem is high C's have a tendency to over communicate about things that the high I boss is not going to care about. Your work is going to be solid, right? You're going to have your I's dotted and your T's crossed and, and she's going to agree with you but she's not going to like the exchange. You're going to feel mistreated like you got rushed. Um, and your boss will feel like you buried her in data that wasn't that important. Folks, don't ruin the value of your recommendation to your boss by communicating it in a way that works for you, but not for your boss. That's the point we're trying to make. When you talk to a high-eye boss, you got to take less time than seems normal to you. And by the way, we're telling your high-eye boss. You need to talk longer than seems normal to you. I promise you we're doing that. Listen to that cast. Folks, if you're listening to these casts, if you're listening to all of them, or if you're just listening to this one as a high C and you have a high I boss, please take the time and listen to the high I boss talking to the high C direct. You'll hear the other half of this coin delivered to them as well. Look, high I bosses, within 30 seconds of talking to someone, she's likely wanting to move on to something else. She gets the key points. Her clock starts ticking faster than yours. She's done. Squirrel. You might want to dig deeper. He doesn't. And he hates it when you do dig deeper because you're feeling comfortable. That's one of the things that hurts us when it comes to disc behavioral patterns is we start getting comfortable. And when we're comfortable, we tend to revert to our natural pattern. The question you have to ask yourself, and this is over and over and over again in all of these casts, do you want to do what's natural or do you want to do what's effective? What's natural is effective some of the time, but not always. And you need to know when it is and when it isn't. So when you communicate face-to-face, faster, less details, more excitement. Those are the watchwords for a high C talking to a high I boss. Mm, Absolutely. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. Have a great one. So long. 